What's up everybody, Brandon R. Scarborough here. I want to take a moment to share with you and tell you about my dream, my passion, ultimately my purpose. Dreams Academy is our nonprofit organization located in Akron, Ohio, where we specialize in mentoring young men of color. I started Dreams Academy in 2016, and since then, we've had the opportunity to impact and mentor over 300 young men in our area. I want to tell you about this because it's dear to me, it's near to me, and so I want to tell you how you can support. Go to our website and see what we're doing, www.dreamsacademyonline.org. Also, when you get to our website, be sure to visit our Queens Academy page. We launched Queens Academy so that we can start having the same impact with young women of color in the summer of 2021. It's been a great journey and we look forward to impacting more and more young people. We need your help. Consider today making a donation to Dreams Academy so that we can keep impacting more and more young people. You can give online right at our website. You can give through Cash App, Dreams Academy. You can also text to give by texting DREAMS to 44321. If you are unable to donate now, that's completely fine. We still want to connect with you. Visit us on Instagram at Dreams Academy USA and Queens Academy USA. You can join us on Facebook at Dreams Academy and Queens Academy, or go to our website and fill out the contact us form and leave us your email address so we can add you to our email list so that you will get our newsletter so you can stay up to date with everything that's happening with our organization. Whatever you decide to do, however you connect with us, we're grateful for the connection. Thank you so much in advance for your support. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dear White Teacher. I'm your host, Brandon R. Scarborough. I hope that you've been able to dive into our past episodes. We're excited about uh, 2023 and our guests. And so we diving right in today. Um, I got a great friend of mine, great brother, a great uh, connector uh, in the Akron community by the name of Kent Boyd. He works in and out of the schools. Matter of fact, I'm not going to get into all what he does because I'm going to let him tell you about what it is that he does and who he is. Man, welcome to the show, man. Man, brother, thank you, man. Yes, but look, sir. you showing me up with the jacket. I see you. Man, whatever, man. I you, see you, man. See, see what he just did? Yeah, he beat me to the punch because he knew I was going to get on him because he's going to wear a jogging suit. Uh, I wanted to wear one, too. I said, man, I said, Kim going to come in here with, with his oh, uh, cigar jacket on and whatnot. And then he come in here, he just got out of practice and stuff. I said, man, I could have put my jogging suit on, oh, man. man. Hey, brother, first of all, man, thanks for having me, man. I've always Thank been you. a fan yes, of your podcast and just of you as a, as a person, man, as a man and what you pour into the community. Appreciate it. So you. thank you, man. I'm honored to be here, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, what, what I always like to tell people, man, even before I get into, you know, the stuff, the stuff yeah. that we do, man, I try to let people know first my being, man. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm married, man. Be married for 18 years. Come April 30th. Cool. To I think, man, just my absolute soulmate and Stacy. Uh, we've been blessed, man. We have six beautiful children, um, and so that's kind of my being. Mm -hmm. um, father, you know, husband, father, uh, man of faith, and what I get to do from that is I get to navigate some of these platforms. One yeah. being Love Akron, where I am the executive director. Um, another is I'm the head football coach over at Akron Garfield Golden Rams, so go Rams, and, and also get to ten forty. Ah man, come on now! <laughs> it comes out every there show, man. And, it comes so, out every show. And then also, man, I co-pastor over at Garden City Church, man, okay. with um, my friend, my brother Brian Kunkler. So, yeah, man, I, it, it's really cool, man, that I'm in um, a lot of different spaces yeah. and places, and so really feel very fortunate, man, and humbled that I get to do that. Yeah, that's cool. 
with the uh talk about just a piece of what love akron does man yeah. you all do a lot of um relevant work connecting mm. different cultures communities and man really having a lot of um necessary conversations and, and things like that and dialogue to really yeah. pull the community together so talk talk about that a bit yeah, man, we, we, we feel like, you know, one of our responsibilities is to be this really great connector and convener that leads to collaboration with change makers in order for us to make a collective impact. Right. Um, you know, all of us can have, if you will, a rock. Right. And we can all be throwing that rock. But if we all f have a focus or a concentrated area and where we throw that rock at, then what winds up happening is we end up building a dam, yeah. right? which which leaves a lot of things sifting through the cracks. And and so. We think it's important to bring people together to have connection and to have dialogue. Not that we're looking for agreement, not by any stretch of imagination, but we say, hey, what could happen if we can bring people together to really gain understanding of one another, mm -hmm. with each other? Because we feel like that's important. Um, we often talk about that. We believe relationships are the greatest intervention, mm -hmm. right? Um, if we can just be more relational with one another, that's gonna get us a lot further than what we believe we can do apart. Yeah. So it's 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 all for us is about being together and you know, we're doing some things, man, as far as on the mental health side where we do some mental health first aid training. We do our grief recovery stuff. Um, this Saturday, February twenty fifth, we're doing um, our Love Akron One City, um, where we're doing our second installment of Seeking Understanding, where we're talking about the unspoken history of the church. And so I think today we got over two hundred people registered. Wow. It's gonna be downtown Akron Library and so those type of environments, man, is what's really fun to do. Yeah. Right. And probably similar to you, Brandon, you really didn't like I always knew growing up. I wanted to help people, uh, but I never thought I was going to be a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would have this type of platform to where people are actually looking for this type of element and saying, yeah, I just want to get together for the sake of getting together and not being so tactical, but yeah. being more um, communal. OK. Yeah. No. So. That's the difference. I ain't know till I was good and grown. Yeah, but you 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 are operating in a very similar lane to my father, who I talk mm -hmm. about a lot, man. That's like my hero, man, and he he did a lot of that work in the Alliance community, mm -hmm. Alliance Ohio. So, man, I, I never um, realized until I was late thirties that I was just like it. Yeah, and then that's where I jumped into all this work. But but anyway, man, you you mentioned relationships, man, and, and a quick story that you you may not realize where you had an impact on me is that. Um, you know, we, we see each other at the track sometimes. Yeah. And man, you know, I was out there, I, I go, out, go, out, go out there and walk in the mornings and, uh, you know, we just walk, what's up, man? And then he was like, hey, I like your podcast, man. Keep yeah. that up. Yeah. And man, you, you don't even have an idea how that, how that blessed me, man. Cause I, I never know, I never know who's listening, Absolutely. you know, who, who is helping, who is impacting. And man, so to, so to hear that, let me know I was going in the right direction a bit. So man, I appreciate that and thank Absolutely, you. Brother. That, that's what you do anyway, man. Yeah. You, you encourage the whole that, city, man. man. Thank you, man. So you you know, so obviously you listen to it if you yeah. you're telling me to keep doing it. Yes. Uh, but you know, dear white teacher, man, it, it's this platform where we are talking about um, the relationships, basically, mm -hmm. because it, this is where we always find the foundation at between teachers and, and their students, especially those of different cultures, mainly white teachers mm -hmm. and, and their black students. And so, man, expound on some of your time and work, you know, over time, um, your history in the schools and coaching, and you just mentioned hall monitoring, monitoring and man, just you're, you're in there. You may not be in the classroom, but you're in there, yeah. you know? So, so talk about, you know, 
how that started, where you, how you got to where you are now. Yeah, man, honestly, man, it started for me in very humble beginnings. Um, I was a hall, hall monitor, man. I want to say it was back in early 2000s at Camp McKinley High School. Mm -hmm. And I did that for about two years. And the interesting thing, a pastor I had at that time, Pastor Eula Greer, shout out to her. She said, Brother Kent, man, you dress where you're going. And mm -hmm. so every day I went in there, shirt and tie. Yeah. Even to the point where when people came in, they thought I was a principal. And I'm like, no, nah, man, yeah. I'm just a hall monitor. But the one thing that it taught me was is that, you know, starting at these humble beginnings. and But then also there were young men who looked like me that were watching me. Yes. They were watching how I was moving, how I was navigating different things. And then obviously I started coaching there. And so the one thing I think that I've always experienced and appreciated and it's kind of came to light back in 2020. There was a national statistic that says 75% of white people don't have a meaningful relationship with a person of color. Wow. And when you think about that, man, that's a really huge stat, especially when you look at the educational environment and most teachers are white. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the urban setting in, in urban school districts, most of your you know students are going to be African-American. Mm -hmm. And so now it's kind of this just a position of, Man, they're really both, if you will, cultures are forced into this classroom together yeah. of trying to understand. And so the one thing that I try to help, uh, I think, white brothers and sisters with is, you know, don't try to come in like you don't have a bias mm -hmm. when you do. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, that doesn't mean that you're racist, but it means that you do have a bias. So mm -hmm. you are going to possibly treat someone a certain way before you really get to know them. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, but ones that I feel like have been most effective, white teachers that have been most effective, are the ones that are saying they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And there's a willingness there to learn and to understand, while at the same time not overstepping. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't want to get in and now all of a sudden you down. Yeah. And you talk the language and the lingo. Like, because, yeah. you know, kids see through that, man. And, and they know when you're being fake and you're being yeah. phony. You're better off, man, just being straight up who you are. And really now, and it's a lot different brand from wheels in school, right? Like we, we were under the thing where we knew to have respect for our teachers. Yeah. It was just understood yeah. because if we didn't, we was going to do when we got home. Absolutely. Now, um, it's a different breed of kid. It's a different breed of kid to yeah. where now they're, they're wanting respect. Yep. And if you don't respect them, it's like, well, man, why should I respect you? Mm -hmm. Which is, which is really different. And the humility that teachers have to have, not to say, well, hey, man, just because I'm the teacher and I'm the authoritative figure, man, then what I say is law. Because now, man, a kid will leave. Yes. Because they don't see, there's no dignity in that yeah. for them. You know what I mean? And so the teachers that I've noticed that do that well, not only do they gain respect of their classroom, but they gain respect of those students. So much so that that student now begins to be your advocate mm. to the rest of their little crew, mm -hmm. if, if, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if you don't, you just become another teacher, man, and that there's always gonna be that friction. Yeah. And the one thing that I've always told our, our, our players and players I've coached in the past, you know, I know it's hard, but I need you to be resilient because you ain't gonna win that argument. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't yeah. gonna win that, yeah. you know what I mean? And I said, and I'm not saying that those teachers are right, what I am saying is that sometimes teachers have learned, like we know just from a government, they know how to play the system. Yeah. And so the system, in, in a sense, is not really set up for you to succeed. At all. You know what I mean? 
but our kids don't understand it, so we have to tell them and teach them that, mm-hmm. right? And I had an experience, man, I'm gonna be honest with you, brother, back when I was in high school. Um, I'm originally from Tennessee, born and raised, um, born in the projects. You've heard me say this before, born in the projects, but I grew up in the suburbs till I was 12. Then we moved to the inner city um, in Waycross, Georgia. From there, I came up to Ohio and I graduated from a rural area called Willard, Ohio. Winter okay. of my junior year. And I had a teacher at that time. Her name's Mrs. Sands. White teacher, man, taught um, honors English. She had a blonde bob, glasses, just a typical English teacher. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like witty, no muscle fuss. And I remember one day I was the only, I was the only black in my graduating class of 88. The only okay. one. There was four blacks in the entire school. Right. And I remember I was in class and, you know, man, just, you know, doing my best um, because I have moved. I was new there and I was different. Right. Because I'm coming from the city. I'm coming from an urban area. Mm. Right. I got my cross colors on my rayon shirt like I'm I'm in it. You know what I mean? But I remember she pulled me out in the hallway one day and she said, hey, you know, Mr. Board, I want to tell you something, man. Your your classmates, they're not laughing with you. They're laughing at you. Mm. You know, here I am trying to be this class clown, right? And I tell that story to people to this day because I said she was one of the first people um, who didn't look the way I looked, man, that actually spoke into me and spoke truth. Yes. You know what I mean? She spoke truth into me in a way that um, didn't offend me. Yeah. But it was like, no, man, I want to be an, I want to ally with you. Mm -hmm. And I remember I ended up getting like a B plus in her class, but I've never forgotten that because she took the time to let me know what was going on around me mm-hmm. when I was too ignorant to realize what was happening. Because I was thinking, man, I'm just being a class clown, yeah. right? And I'm just trying to quote unquote fit in, I guess, right? And so I don't think those type of relationships, to build that man takes time. And I think sometimes our teachers, they're so busy with these standardized tests and all these other yes. things. That's, we, we've lost that element of, Okay, man, let's not worry so much about the test. Let's not worry about trying to get through something. But let, 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 me, let me really dig into who you are. Mm-hmm. Instead of removing you from the class because you was late or because you're tardy and closing the door, let me understand why you were. Yes. Let me take that time, right? And so, and when I talk to people about that, what I tell them is this is not about us getting agreeance. This is about us getting understanding. Yes. Because maybe that person was late for a legitimate reason, right? It's, it's a lie to get through and... You're bumping into people, and of course, you're trying to say hi and bye and all those type of things. But that those are the things, I think, um, that when I see some teachers that are doing it really well, it's because they're making that time. Yeah. But they're also not coming in with this white savior mentality, right? Because we mm-hmm. all know that's a slippery slope, too. Yes. Like, you ain't going to save every kid. Right. And every kid, honestly, don't necessarily want to be saved, at least not by you. Right. So don't put yourself out there like that to get emotionally attached to where you do get hurt. Or you do get played because I say all the time, man. These kids know the hustle, yeah, and they're gonna see, they're gonna see you coming a mile. They, they learn it at a young age, absolutely, yeah, and absolutely. use it. Yes, yeah, they, and, they use and they it. manipulate. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I man, you said so much, man. I don't even know really where I want to go yet. So I'm just go this way, man. Man, so the reason this conversation happened is because I came to um, an event. So I want you to talk about the nature of the event because I, I don't know the backstory of yeah. how that how that went down or came to be, um, but 
it was an event um, out in an area that's uh, probably, if not 100%, very close to. No doubt about it. Okay, 100% um, Caucasian community. But they invited you in to speak towards, you can explain all that, but I was there, and so I want to hear the backstory as well, of how that event came to be um, and what the purpose of that was and how that even ties into what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And so Derry Weimer um, is an individual that is a part of our Jedi Experience 2 cohort. Shout out to Derry, because I'll tell that story later. But absolutely. Shout out to Derry, Shout out man. for sure. Yes, for sir. Sure. And so he's, he's a part of our uh, Jedi 2 cohort, and he heard me speak somewhere. And I remember he ended up giving me a call. I want to say it was like December of last year, maybe even November. He says, hey, man, listen, our church like has these, um, you know, we have people to come in and talk to our church like, you know, once once a month. And he said, would you be interested in coming? I said, hey, yeah, man, absolutely. No problem. And, you know, even he was kind of like, hey, man, I just want you to know, man, I, I would love for you to come and share, you know, about your experience being a black man. Mm -hmm. Right. As a husband, as a father, you're leading a city movement in Love Akron as a coach, past all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, because he had heard me. I don't know where he heard me from, but he heard me somewhere. I was speaking on something, heard me talking. He's like, man, he said, I just thought that was really interesting, your approach. And he said, man, I would love for you to come and do that with our church. Yeah. And so as time went on, you know, me and him talk and we just talk about layout, what that can look like. But then he's like, yeah, man, we got like over 100 people registered. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, man, you know, all right. But, you know, as you know, man, like when you walk in that space, you know, we're in Hudson. Yeah. Right. And it's it's the oldest church in Hudson. OK. Um, like the Civil War, you know, that, those those um, pews that we sit in was from the Civil War. Wow. Like it was that, it's been that old, okay. right? But it was beautiful. Like you walk yeah, in, it's yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And so, um, you know, anytime I've gone into those spaces, man, obviously, man, I, I'm going to pray because first of all, I want to make sure that I honor those that come before me, that I honor you, that mm -hmm. I honor us as a people because we are much more communal, yes. right? We, we think much more from a collective perspective, whereas I think our white brothers and sisters, they think more individualized. They mm -hmm. individualize everything. And, you know, we just kind of delve into this, to this dialogue about, about race and what it looks like mm -hmm. and some of the things that we were doing. And, and it was very well received. But what I didn't realize, though, Brandon, man, we met, ended up meeting towards the beginning of February. And when I met with Steve, who's the pastor there, Derry came back and one of their elders, they had been getting, they had been telling me that, man, well, they've been doing this work for a long time okay. within themselves, trying to educate themselves through reading okay. and books. And they said, we've just never maybe have done it well with inviting like um, black people into our space, African-Americans in our space now. Yes. I think sometimes what happens is like they go and they do a lot of great work um, missionally within the city of Akron. Mm -hmm. But my point to them was, have you ever invited them up here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you all need the experience of what it looks like to host and to be hospitable mm -hmm. to people that are coming in that don't look like you. Yes. That's going to have a different rhythm of how they do praise and worship than you. And are we and are you open to that? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? And. Again, the, the discussion was really well received and well taken so much so that 
they kind of want to have back to kind of do a part two. What does okay. that look like? But for me, I want to know, man, what, what did you all think and what did you take from the discussion and the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just simply because there's got to be an openness and a willingness. And this is one thing I love about what you're doing with this podcast, man. I don't sense that you're trying to throw shade or guilt or shame. At all. Right? But it's like, no, man, we, we got to have this discussion and conversation. Mm-hmm. And even the title of, hey, dear white teacher is like, hey, Listen, you're in this urban area, and so you have to understand that in these urban areas is going to come a lot of these things that we're seeing and that we're experiencing. Yes. Whether it's the violence, whether it's the addiction to drugs, whether now as we talk about mental health and some of the suicides mm-hmm. and, you know, we got young moms walking around here. Like, the, mm-hmm. these are real things. Yes. And it's not one to cast or put judgment on, but sometimes, man, this is the environment our kids are walking in. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying that that's right. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I'm saying that's the environment. And so even me as a black man, I'm coming to these environments and some of that stuff I can't relate to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I, you know, I had my first child when I was 29. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so just because, and I, and I tell this to white teachers, just because I'm black, don't mean I can relate to everything white. Yeah. But there's some things that you can even relate to based on your own story. But are you willing to be vulnerable enough to share your story with these students? So that way now you can kind of build a bridge, if Mm -hmm. you will, um, versus, you know, we kind of create these barriers versus bridges. And and so the nature of that conversation um, out there in Hudson was just that. It was Mm -hmm. like, how do we now begin to build bridges of understanding with one another to where now we get out of this we get out of this term of thinking that having these conversations about race are uncomfortable, yeah. right? They're going to continue to be uncomfortable until we start making them normal. Mm. Because once we make it normal, then they become what they become essential. Yeah. Now it's essential that we have this conversation. You doing this podcast, Brandon, is essential that we have this conversation because, man, this can be a help not only for the white teacher, but it can also be a help for the African-American student Absolutely. Right? and their families. And so, Absolutely. We gotta get out of the uncomfortable stage of talking about race and what it looks like to say, hey, if we can make this normal, then now it becomes essential for mm-hmm. all of us. And that's the same thing when it comes to mental health and all this stuff. Right. Like, we don't feel comfortable talking these things, so we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I say this all the time. I say, we've probably, in the black community growing up, we probably had more mental health trauma than what we know, but it was just Uncle Earl in the back. Well, just, yeah. leave, just take him his yeah. plate, close yeah. the door, leave him in his room. Yeah. Well, Uncle Earl was probably bipolar, but yeah. we never got him yeah. diagnosed. Because going to talk talk to somebody meant you was crazy. Absolutely. It meant yeah. you was crazy. It means you didn't pray enough. Yeah. You go to church. Uh, you yeah, pray. Yeah, you yeah. And so it's all these things that are caught up with stigma. And so I, I'm just really, again, I said it before, I'm honored to be a part of this, man, but I'm really proud of what you're doing to step you. in the gates to say, no, it's essential that we talk about this, not from a standpoint of guilt and shame yeah. or rejection, but from a standpoint of understanding. So- uh, the guilt and shame piece um, fits in the conversation. I, I'm definitely not trying to do that to any teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I caught criticism for doing this, and it was seen as me apologizing for the t- challenges within our community. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to, you know, tell the young man, like, first of all, I need you to listen, listen to the entire. He came from that from a clip. Yeah, and you you know this generation, yeah. you know, took sound bites took it out of context. I said, man, dive into the whole piece because I absolutely do this 
for the success of both the teacher and the student. Absolutely. And if I can help the teacher, the teacher can then help the student and everybody's successful, Absolutely. right? And so um, the event, man, uh, <laughs> reason I spoke up, Mr. Derry, uh, Mr. Weimer, is that how you say it, Weimer? Yeah, Weimer. And so, man, uh, so just context for, for the listeners, I walk in the event, sit down, at some point, you know, uh, you shouted me out, you know, Brandon in the back, yada, yada, yada. Man, a couple minutes later, um, you know, you all are talking about whatever you talk about. And Mr. Weimer says, uh, is that dear white teacher, Brandon? Yeah. And I'm like, how you know who I am? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And he like, everybody in here, write down the name of this podcast. I listen to every episode. You got to listen to it. And man, you may not know, I'm a crybaby, man. Yeah. So me I'm too. Sitting, man, me I, too. I start crying in a heartbeat. Where I'm that? like. Man, that just, you know, I was so grateful for that, man. So shout out to Mr. Weimer. So Absolutely. we got his name on the show, That's man. Right. So I'm, I'm going to have to get him on yes, here sir. now. Yes, sir. But man, that, that blessed me incredibly, man. But um, that event, man. You brought up this concept called cultural humility. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to dive into, man. What what does that look like? What does it mean mm -hmm. um, in, 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 in uh, relationship to education? What does that look like, man? Just, just dive into that, man, because that that's what I took away from that evening, man. Yeah. You, you kind of um, expounded on that. Absolutely. So I was introduced to cultural humility, man, I would say probably a couple of years ago uh, from a good friend of mine, Karen Herlicker. Um, shout out I ain't to Karen. no Karen. That's yeah, my buddy. man. So, yeah, she yeah. introduced me to okay. it. Okay. And so I got to meet the actual author. He wrote a book. Okay. Brother Up. Real here. quick. Yes. Karen didn't know, but she tried to hook me up with my cousin. So we had to tell her, nah, man, that's my cousin, man. Hey, do you know Brandon? She said, yeah, that's my cousin. Yeah. Karen. Hey, Karen. That's my buddy. Oh, man. Karen is awesome, man. Yeah. So, the, the, the author of the book is Dr. Um, James Knight, man. Okay. He is the D, vice president of, of DEI up at, um, I want to say it's St. Ignatius High School. Okay. And so he wrote this great book, man. It's called Cultural Humility, man. Really thin, easy read, but it's like a workbook as well. And so we adopted this into our Jedi experience curriculum. Okay. Okay. Like everybody that comes through it, man, we take you through the eight-week process of the book. And I had an opportunity to meet him and talk to him about some things. But also I wanted to be supportive as I am to you with what he was doing, man, because I thought it was so profound. And so one, a part of the book, I think it's in either the first or the second chapter, he talks about this and, I, and it blew my mind because this is what we've always heard, right? Like, oh man, we need to have cultural competency training, cultural mm -hmm. competency, everybody. But what he said was, he says, you know, we should never think that we're gonna master another person's culture. Right. Even that thinking is wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Even that thinking is, you know, high and mighty. But he says what we have to have for one another is cultural humility, meaning we have to have a willingness to be able to learn from each other about culture, to really lean into it. And that was something that we have like just done and I've made a part of my own personal life mm -hmm. and just want to thank Dr. Knight for that, for first of all, writing that book, but having the courage to do it mm -hmm. because it does take that. Um, and again, from the same point you come from, not doing it to guilt or shame anybody, but saying that, hey, man, this needs to be our posture. Like yeah. to walk humbly with one another is really, I think, what God causes us all to do. He just simply took some of those biblical principles and put them in a book mm -hmm. without making it religious, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And so, but um, yeah, cultural humility, man, has been a practice that I think that ever since I read the book and went through it, 
um, with our first Jedi cohort. And now that it's become a part of our curriculum when we take people through, it's just so important. Um, because that's how I think we have to be able to learn from one another. And I think when everything happened back into 20, to, yeah, to, I mean, 2020 with COVID and George Floyd murder, mm -hmm. there was this heightened sense of people wanting, you know, people say woke, whatever, whatever. But what I see it is there was a heightened sense of people wanting to gain more understanding. Yeah. Right. In this that they started to display whether they realize it or not, this culture of humility of wanting to know, yeah. wanting to understand. And there's some that, you know, there's some black people that say, hey, I, it's not my job to teach white people. Right. And I respect that. And I also say, well, if we don't, then who will? Yeah. Like if we don't, who will? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because. After a while, they're, they're going to get fed up and they ain't going to want to learn nothing. So they're going to go back to whatever ways that brought them there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so platform like these are created as almost, I feel like, workshops or teaching tools for them to go back and watch and to look at. Mm -hmm. And you, you mentioned Derry, man. Derry would be great for the show because Derry used to be a principal. Yeah, that's what I heard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He used to be a principal. I even think a superintendent mm -hmm. because he led SCI years ago. Right. And um, what I found with him is there is a not only a, a a level of understanding, but a wanting to dig deeper into some of these challenges. Yeah, you know what I'm saying of how we kind of bring things along. You hear that, Derry? He's like, expect a call. Yeah, man, do in it the, here in the near future. Absolutely, here in the near future. Um, to your to your point about uh, uh, you said something because the young man that I, that I was having this conversation with. Um, that's what he said. He said, it's not my job to teach them. Mm -hmm. uh, he said they, they, and he was speaking towards white teachers, um, they need to go find the information there themselves. Mm -hmm. And I just said, man, that, that can't be right. Um, just even in talking to teachers, man, and, and you know this from being in the school day, you mentioned standardized testing. Mm -hmm. You mentioned um, just all the things that come. The bell rings at 8 o'clock. Why is he late? You know, where do they, where do they even have the time? Yeah. You know, so you, you do have teachers that have that humility and they want to learn, but I'm, I'm nonstop, 8 yeah. to 3.30. And I've had things in that day happen that I may not understand, Absolutely. but I can't stop what I'm doing to go figure out how to understand it. Absolutely. So I got to have a platform like this to um, bring that understanding and even create um, a safe community to ask those questions, yeah. to, to do what you did in Hudson. That, that was a safe space. Yep. Um, and even in that, I heard... Um, those that got the comment say things like, I want to understand what I just don't understand yeah. or, or what I just don't know. Um, and so I, I even saw and heard the hunger in that to uh, learn more and to and to do more with that, man. So that that was a great event. Um, so, man, that that all ties into the to, to your work in and out the classroom on the on the football field on Love Akron. Pastoring, you pastor a multicultural church, correct? Yeah, yeah. We 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 call ourselves a multi-church because um, that's what we feel like God has given us to be. Yeah. Um, and we feel like whether you're Democrat, Republican, young or old, Gen Z, Gen X, Millennium, Baby Boomer, White, Black, whatever, you know, we're all bonded through the love of Jesus. Yes. And so when that enters in, all those other things that we have, I guess, um, made. That, that divide us in the world, we believe that Jesus brings us together. Okay. And that's a beautiful thing about mm -hmm. it. And so um, my co-pastor, Brian Kunkler, man, he, 
he felt like God gave him this vision, man. And I'm glad to partner with him to manifest that. And it doesn't mean that, you know, we're 50, 50 down the road because yeah, we ain't, right. you know what I'm saying? But we are, I think, steadily working and striving towards that by faith to continue to do that. And, I, and here's one thing I would say too about teachers. Like when you look just even across Akron Public Schools, most of your coaches in Akron Public Schools are African-American. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they are teachers, mm -hmm. you know, they're, 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 they, you know, they're, they're, they're teaching classroom is either an outdoor classroom or an indoor court, mm -hmm. but they're teachers. Yeah. And so my encouragement, my advice is as a coach, start partnering with some of these teachers, start knowing who they are, knowing what their names are and present yourself in a way as an ally to them. Mm. Right. Like, I, I want to be an ally to my teachers and not simply just an advocate for my players. Mm. Because sometimes they're going to like, oh, well, you just want them to play. No, man, I want them to learn. I want yes. them to grow. If we, don't never, if we don't never win a game, I hope that I'm teaching them how to be leaders in this space. Yeah. But in order to do that, I'm going to need your feedback. I'm going to need your instruction. I'm going to yeah. need, hey, whether they're not doing well, mm -hmm. you know, how are they not doing it? So I need this communication. And... Something that we did last week, man, this was beautiful, man. And I had to show you some pictures. We had, uh, first time ever, we had what we called a father-son goal-setting session. Okay. And we invited the fathers of our players in. And we said, hey, man, if father can't make it, if you got an older brother, if you got yeah. an uncle, yeah. cousin, whomever. Yeah. But we wanted, to, we wanted to be a male. Nothing against moms or right, sisters, nothing right. like that. But it was important because our players, they had already written down their goals early in the week. Okay. Having the fathers or the older mentor there, the male mentor there was, the next column was, it said, steps in order to accomplish my goal are what? Mm -hmm. Well, they don't know. So we got to go get some that's already been there, done mm -hmm. it to bring them in. Then after that, we had food and we broke bread and it was a beautiful setup. But after that, we had what we called our off-season draft, where we drafted our team, broke them down different groups. But we have a point, we have an all-season point program. Now I introduced this to our faculty and staff a couple of months ago. And I told them, I said, hey, here's where we're gonna need your help. Because they get more points based on their academics and based on um, teacher feedback. Okay. Hey, they're doing good, man, you get five points. They're not doing good, you get points deducted. So you're always either gaining points or you're losing points, whatever, right? But then this goes back to how we partner with teachers, Yeah. right? and using and having the teacher and presenting it more from an ally perspective to where beginning of every year, I always send the teachers the roster of all of our football players. And I send them a letter, hey, listen, if you have any challenge or trouble, hey, let me know, I'll come. Brother, I done sat in classrooms to observe. Yeah. Because Miss B, shout out to Miss B over at Garfield High School, she texts me. She's like, hey coach, such and such is either doing this really well, This. Hey, yeah. do you got a second, man? I, I'll leave where I'm going. I'll go in the classroom, right? Just because I want to build that trust mm -hmm. and I need my players to see that, hey, man, we're working together, not for your detriment, but for your benefit. Mm -hmm. And those, I think, teachers that can accept that that way, Brandon, they have more success because now look at the coaches as an ally, right? Don't just look at us as, oh, man, we're just advocating for our student athletes only yeah. because we just want them to play. Yeah. It ain't that, right? But we understand the importance of them being able to play, but also them being a student athlete in that order. Yeah. But in order for that to happen, we don't want nobody else turned to the streets. Yeah. So we got to work together, right? Because yeah. I don't want to lose a kid. You don't want to lose a kid. And we all want these kids to be successful. So the more that we can kind of build that bridge of partnership, 
for those young for those young men and young women, I believe they see that. Yeah. And they acknowledge that and they now they know they can't get over. It. Right. Right. right, because I hey, I know Coach Boyd. Yeah, not only Coach Boyd, but I know Coach Bradford. It's a higher level of accountability. Absolutely, yeah. right. And so now, and it's not a thing where oh, I'm trying to get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. But hey, they understand now what we're doing in our program as sent from our from our father son goal setting session to our draft to our offset. So he's, now they know, and so now it's more of a, a collaborative approach. It's more of a collective. Yeah, versus. Football's over here, classroom's Class over here, here. And, and never none to me. No, no, man. All these things got to work together. Yeah. Right? We got to be winning in the classroom because I, we tell our players all the time, man, there's two roads to a championship, period, point blank. Classroom first and the weight room. Mm-hmm. If we can do those two things really, really well, we put ourselves on path for a championship. Wow. So, man, another piece aspect of this podcast is to present strategies like that Mm -hmm. so let's not just have conversations about what's going right what's going wrong who right or wrong but how can we uh foster those relationships creatively yeah man i ain't never heard nothing like that yeah so the goal i hope is a teacher hears this and can go to their coach and say hey listen to this this is something we can try in our school um and let's let's be allies together to, to, to help these kids man um we usually end by giving a word of wisdom, man, but you just gave a whole uh, <laughs> template <laughs> on, on how to bring the football team and the, the kids together, man. But no, that that's awesome information, man. But yeah, uh, we we always end, man, what, whatever's on your heart, man. That That's your camera right mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, take a moment, whatever piece of advice or wisdom that you have, and then tell the people if you want to be found, where, where yeah. they can find it. Some <laughs> gotcha. people like my last guest, she had no social media whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So she like, ah. So we just skipped over that. But man, tell the people where they can find you. Because um, look, you operate in 10 different spaces, man. So I don't know how you go. Oh, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, I think the biggest thing when I think about where we're at right now as a society, as a community, is that I think we're all, have, all of us, young, old, everything in between, we're all dealing with trauma. Um, and trauma is a real thing. The thing that we may not know about one another is when somebody's in a traumatic state, the first thing that goes is their ability to listen. So again, if you're a teacher out there, if you're a parent out there, if you're a pastor, if you're a coach, um, a mentor, principal, anybody, you know, when we're dealing with each other, understand if somebody's not listening, it might not always be a thing where they're looking to be disrespectful towards you, but maybe there's some trauma that's going on there that we have to be patient. Right. We have to responsibly listen to one another in order to learn from one another so that we can lead collectively together. So I just kind of want to leave that in because I think um, right now, as far as our mental health is going on in our city, but also in our county and beyond is a very, very important thing. And if we don't take the time to really listen, to understand each other, um, guess what's going to continue to happen is our suicide rates going to go up. Mm-hmm. And right now, suicides, I think, are the second leading cause of young people right now. And so you may be one of the one of the most important protective factors for young people is a very healthy relationship with, with an adult. And you might just be that adult. So don't take that for granted. Let's ally up. Let's advocate. And let's also partner with one another to build a stronger ecosystem relationally so that we can help our young people get to exactly where it is they want to go. Because um, they don't want to go to prison, they don't want to go to jail, and they don't want to go to the grave. Mm-hmm. But for some of them, they see that as the only option because, man, there's a sense of helplessness and hopelessness. But you can give them hope. And you can find me, man, I'm on LinkedIn. 
Um, I got an Instagram. It's Coach Kemp. Um, Love Akron with www.loveakron.org is our website. Um, and so, yeah, just reach out. Please reach out to us. Um, we believe in what we're doing. And it's, it's, I know it's probably a pun and cliche, but, man, I love Akron. Um, not because at first when I got here I did, but it's because my wife, my children, and these young people, young men that I coach, they've helped me to love Akron more. And so please get in touch with me, man. Let's keep loving Akron together. Thank you, man. Appreciate you coming. I appreciate you asking. Yes, sir. Me. Yes, sir. Uh, another episode in the books. Uh, stay tuned. We got a lot of great things happening uh, with this platform. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, please share, um, download, like. We're on YouTube. Check out the TikTok and the Instagram, dear underscore white underscore teacher. And uh, just keep following. Help us keep growing. And uh, we're going to keep coming back doing what we do having meaningful conversations to make everybody successful. I'm your host, Brandon R. Scarborough. See you next time. Peace.